Do you live in the middle of nowhere and feel separated from the church? Yeah, that's me. Or do you think the church is out of touch? Absolutely. Then this podcast is for you. Coming to you from the Diocese of Sioux City. What? Where the hell is Sioux City? Welcome to Outcast Catholic with your host, Father Shane Demon and Father Travis Crotty. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outcast Catholic. I am Father Shane Demon. I am Father Travis Crotty. And it's good to be with you all here. We're still kind of uh, split, you know, remotely recording from one another as I'm down at Kenrick Seminary on the faculty in St. Louis. And Father Travis is uh, holed up in his beautiful rectory. Living my best life, 1000 Douglas Street. Um, Now everybody knows my address, but it's not surprising because it's a huge, (laughs) massive building right by the cathedral. Um, That's right. I, I, I hope we don't get too annoying. We, we better like keep a, uh, you know, tabs on how often we say that. Well, here we are still separated. It's like a year later. We're still saying that every single time we record. Um, well, it's new for us. It's new. Know. And we're still in this uh, first day of hashing out friends. I just want you to know how many calls and um, FaceTimes we tried to shoot back and forth before this was recorded for your uh, listening um, pleasure. The lots of, uh, blood, sweat, and tears have gone into this, um, you know, remote recording. So you're welcome. Yeah. Let's hope we don't lose the whole audio file now after all of that. Oh, yeah. you know, hey, we better have a product. We are resourceful because we had our first little experience of our, of our, you know, corrupted files that happened because of our, uh, you know, trying to transfer stuff in the middle of recording and all that stuff. Yeah. We actually, <laughs> well, we've learned father that we record twice and then we transfer the files. So We'll see how we're this learning. Goes. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we experience are the challenge, and then we just jump right back in, and we we get into it. That's why, friends, maybe you want a video uh, kind of podcast or like a YouTube series. You're probably not going to get that um, because we've got enough issues right now with just the audio. <laughs> Father we've Shane, you, you offered that here. as an idea to me when you were first pitching this idea, and I said, "What if we just started with the audio? And then maybe someday saw what happened." And I think we're just good staying here in audio world. Uh, yeah. That's we got our hands full with this right now. I always said I had a face for radio. I don't know what, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Thanks. <laughs> oh man. Uh, father, you know I have done eleven years of high school ministry, and I know that you—it's a ministry that you're enjoying now, entering your third year. Um, have you ever had this conversation with people in which you know teenagers are just listening to really bad music? Um, Bad music in the sense that the lyrics are, you know, really inappropriate, trashy, pretty racy. And all of a sudden, you you know, you challenge them on this and they say like, oh, father, it's no big deal because I just like the beat, but I don't like listening to the words. I know they're bad, but they don't bother me. I don't know why high school students, they always have this like kind of dumb, low voice, but it's really how they all speak. (laughs) Oh, what? Oh. Father, it's no big deal. Come on. Yeah. I ever had an experience, Father? I have, yes. And I think that's such an interesting, like, it's a broader thing of just, like, morality of young people, right? Because, I mean, and myself included, we justify things so easily, right? So it's like when whenever anybody's challenged on something, whoa, 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 easy. Come on. I'm just I'm just listening to the beat. It's a nice beat, nice song, nice music. It's like, you listen to those words? Yeah, but it's not that big of a deal, you know? Yeah. It's not that big. And you can apply that not only just to like bad music or inappropriate lyrics, you can apply that to, you know, sitcoms 
to movies oh, even like right now with netflix like super trashy novels super you know, trashy it's... netflix shows that have tons of nudity and stuff it's like well i just watch it for the storyline i'm sure you watch game of thrones for the storyline it's also extremely extremely graphic right and we, right. we could just like justify well it's not that big of a deal yeah right and, and, and think, go ahead sorry i'm getting excited well there now. might be some people who actually say it's no big of a deal it's not that big of a deal because they've allowed themselves to be so desensitized to some of these realities that's what i was about to say where you can always say especially today well i could be doing something way 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 worse right if young people are regularly using whatever might be a little thc cartridge in their vape or whatever it's like well i could be doing harder drugs right it's like well i'm watching game of thrones but I, i could be just like you know hanging out on Pornhub all day it's like well i could be like murdering someone so what i'm doing right now isn't that bad right and so which is a terrible argument yes 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 (laughs) yeah i mean to say that i I could go to the extreme and do something horrendous doesn't excuse something else that might be really damaging to your imagination you know to the dignity of your soul Uh, just the garbage that we could input you know all day long into our lives crazy crazy (laughs) Um, there's uh, one of the things that I've told teenagers is, yeah, I used to make these same arguments myself. You know, I woke up in college one day and I just realized, wow, I've been like humming this song to myself all day long that I've heard on the radio or like, you know, a particular theme from a movie kept replaying in my imagination. And I realized this isn't healthy. Maybe this is getting me too fixated on fame or money uh, maybe this is degrading women, you know, just by a, a hit lyric that might be out there. When you really stop to think about it, it's like, oh, well, do I really want this in my mind right now? You're probably talking about the hit Ice Ice Baby from back in the day, right? Is that, that I'm was not probably that old? That's probably I'm not that old. That's the song yeah. that was probably in your head, you know. <laughs> Vanilla Ice is, you know, one hit wonder. I'm not that old. I mean, oh man, maybe never going to give you up by uh, Rick Astley was probably what the oh, was it? Are you head. kidding me? That's a. <laughs> That was like, I, I'm guessing that's what, like 85, yeah, maybe? I think so. <laughs> I, I was born in 80, uh, a little more credit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, and unfortunately, in this discussion, the the younger we are probably actually just means the worse things we've been exposed yeah, to, you know? that's true. Especially today in the, with... In the late 90s and early 2000s, you Well, know? And you were just kind of, when you were kind of ripping off those different examples of, of different um, medias that we consume, that we often... Um, justify consuming you mentioned those things which people still use all the time those traffic trashy novels or different movies and but especially today with with netflix um that's got all sorts of stuff on there you know you, you don't have to go buy it doesn't have necessarily the type of rating that we're used to with movies but especially with whatever the like little feeds are on snapchat or on especially on tiktok especially on tiktok with the uh um algorithms that are just pumping out random videos Mm-hmm. how desensitized um, young people, but all the way through. I think probably every listener to this episode, this podcast, has experienced how media can affect us. And like you just said, Father Shane, affect our imagination because it's not just in the moment. It's those lingering effects that stay with us um, throughout the time. And, you know, this summer we just had one of our seminarians come back from a 30-day silent retreat and when I was able to do that or different experiences of intense silent retreats. You realize in those moments when you are disconnected, 
how much those things affect your imagination when you are so connected, right? But so mm-hmm. few of us have those opportunities to actually step back from just like the onslaught of media in our life, everything we listen to and watch and view every single day. We don't often acknowledge this kind of problem that you're presenting. Yeah. And all of this, you know, that we're talking about today has kind of been sparked by um, something that I had read several weeks ago by John Henry Newman. He's got a sermon on St. Luke, and he just notes the the writing style of St. Luke is that of a clearly educated man, uh, which is perhaps a little different than you know other elements of Gospels. Um, and then from that notion, he he kind of launches into this whole thing about well, what is it that we use kind of educated words for in, in the craft of literature and and how lyrics can kind of stir up the stir up the emotions through novels through through poems through lyrics of songs and that just got me thinking about this topic that we're discussing here today there's so much that kind of stirs up the emotion there there's so many hits pop songs out there you know hip hop songs that you might just stir up this this emotional sense that I like the beat I like to tap my foot I like to dance with it uh, or I, I like the I like the emotional drive that a, a Netflix series or the suspense that a sitcom or a movie gives me, and so it's it's creating this affective response in each one of us, right? Mm-hmm. It, it stirs the emotions, it it drives the adrenaline, and then and then Newman's going to point out that this you know he's writing of course in the 19th century, but he's going to point out that uh, really refined you know things that speak to the emotions or that drive the affections in the case of literature of the 19th century, might not necessarily be connected to action. And it might not be necessarily connected to a good product. So even though something is really stirring up the emotions, you know, like, ooh, I just saw this new raging film and it was just like the CGI effects were amazing and everything was exploding and blowing up. And, oh, it was just so dramatic. <laughs> okay, well, what, what does that lead you to? What, what what do you come out of that movie experience with a desire to do? How did you grow in virtue? Uh, how does that lead the audience to actually um, pursue something bigger than the film itself? Or does it just stop right there with the emotional affections response of explosions and adrenaline or or music that kind of just gets your your heart thumping, like when you're in the gym and you're working out to some some great tunes? Does it just stop there? Or does it actually lead to something bigger than itself that's actually lasting, beautiful, true, and good? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's resonating a lot with my experience of myself, but I think especially with young people. You know, I think when young people could look at us uh, living the life of priests, or like I was sharing in the last episode of a, of a nun run and seeing these different religious, the culture would probably look at that and say, well, that's boring. That would be such a boring life, Right. Or we're mm-hmm. often seen as prudes, right? Like we look like we're just, you know, the pilgrims coming over with, you know, trying to push away the different like kind of sensual realities of of the culture. Um, I think what's helpful to remember is that the church has never been like prudish or puritanical, um, has always like accepted and rejoiced in the good things of art, music, food, culture, architecture, all of these different things. Literature. Fashion, fashion literature, music. Yeah, Cinema. Absolutely. Yeah. All these things have always come in there. Just a big fat, absolutely coming right at you, <laughs> Father Taylor Leffler and everybody else who is annoyed by that. Um, but what I found, and I'm sure you found this, Father Shane, with young people, young people are actually so much more boring uh, 
than some of the people that I spend time with who are living like robust lives, living the real intensely, as Giasani would say, like who are living um, aware of their emotions, but also aware of what they're moving toward, like with an orientation toward another, like the people in front of them in their lives. And ultimately this orientation toward God, this orientation toward heaven. Um, I've noticed with young people, it's like they sit kind of bored doing nothing and then they need the things they need the TikToks, they need the instagram reels they need the kind of big explosions or the fun bops they need that stuff to like really stir something up but then it just falls flat again right right um and that constant just like up and down up and down that constant needing to stay kind of stimulated with the different um types of media it doesn't lead towards anything and it actually leads towards inaction it leads towards this kind of boredom um and this apathy that I think is really seen in young people. And that's what always gets me so excited when we go on retreats, when we host discernment retreats, where you get to see a young person step out of that apathy of their generation and step into something real and actually share their thoughts, like share their feelings. We're with these girls on this nun run, and we just saw this beautiful profession of these nuns. I said, girls, what'd you think? Silence. Nothing. I was like, (laughs) girls, come on. You got this. You know, come on. Like we just saw two beautiful churches in the same day. We just saw this massive community. We just saw some kind of unique rituals associated with, you know, prostrating before the bishop and doing all these different things. Anything that sticks out, it was cool. Like, (laughs) but then when you turn a bunch of music on, then they're excited and they're like, you know, revved up. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so I'm just, I've, I think I've experienced that quite a bit well yeah and and perhaps those women actually had to be kind of led through how to process exactly you know what what did the architecture of these churches you know resonate in us what did the witness of these women religious taking their vows mean to us that just might be so new and overwhelming they had to be led into it but i suppose it would be a kind of a new and interesting approach you know as you kind of highlight that theme of boredom just kind of a really boring life i suppose you know for all these years that teenagers have said to me well, Father, when it comes to like inappropriate music, I just listen to the beat and I don't really listen to the lyrics. And I usually try and unpack the lyrics for them and sometimes even make them say the lyrics out loud to kind of say, <laughs> what, what does this what does this even say um, about the human person, about human dignity? But I suppose the other approach could be, could be, as you're talking about boredom, to say, oh, well, Father, I just listen to the beat. I don't listen to the lyrics. I could just be like, well, that's a really boring life. Yeah. <laughs> you know? To just go around constantly listening to beats with no concept of the language of the lyrics, to just go to movies and say, I just want an adrenaline rush and see some things explode, and I'm not actually interested in plot development or character development or high drama. That's actually a really boring life mm-hmm. if you're just looking kind of for a little rush of stimuli. Uh, that would be a, a new approach that I hadn't really thought of until you started talking about this kind of the the, the boredom that sets in uh, when there's not something that's actually prompting through these art forms, through these media, something bigger than itself to actually inspire the human soul, the human uh, genius to strive for something more. Yeah. I was just, when you're talking about Cardinal Newman's idea that that like, it's good to like have a pulse and to be a human being and to be stirred up in our emotions and to read beautiful literature and to be moved towards something um, good, true, and beautiful. But yeah, I just see so little of that. And I see it in myself. I say little of it in myself. It's easy to just kind of stay stimulated and not dive deep, right? It's easy to try to like avoid because the boredom is always going to be there in some capacity. But to lean into that um, 
rather than just trying to run from it to the fleeting things, right? But it's funny because then you look at young people and you're like, man, you should be just revved up to change the world because you're just constantly stimulated on TikToks all day long. <laughs> like your emotions are being charged up, but then often it just, it falls flat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, as you know, I'm a coffee drinker. Um, no, you? Know, I you? use no, caffeine don't say that. once in a while for its effects of... <laughs> You know, being a little <laughs> sharper and awake, but there's Once always in the, a while. There's a crash that comes right with uh-huh. caffeine, where it's like, yeah, you're you're kind of flying high for a little bit, but then there's a crash, and then I mean, an extreme version of that, right? When you see like the like heavy drug users, right? It's this crazy high, and then this crazy crash. Well, that same thing is happening, like with with our with our souls, obviously with our bodies, but with our souls too. And you're revved up, but then there's no. I might have shared this before, but Woodsworth when he describes poetry as a romantic poet he says poetry is the overflow of spontaneous emotion recollected in tranquility and i think that second half is what's so important there's a lot of overflow of spontaneous emotion when you watch a crazy movie or when you watch you know for the laughs or for the cries or like we talked about before um you know high schoolers who want to just go to steubenville and have a nice cry like where's the recollection in tranquility there's a lot of overflow of spontaneous emotion listen to this music but where is that recollection and tranquility where it actually moves us towards something like you're pointing out with Newman there. Yeah, I think Newman would take it one step further than what Wordsworth was saying to say the, the overflow must lead to the tranquility and the reflection, which then needs to, you know, lead to and prompt, you know, Christian action mm-hmm. and Christian virtue, right? The the beauty that comes uh, in the reflective moment or, or the beauty that's perceived in the reflective moment then has to spring forth. Uh, and inspire a new life in some way uh, mm-hmm. for yourself, for the good of others, for the good of the church, your parish community, whatever that is. How, Father Shane, do you think that like media, like you're talking about music or like this music that could seem kind of trashy, I don't know if a lot of people even have the categories to understand how, like they might think that, okay, go to a motivational speaker, that should like, you know, impulse or like impel me into some kind of action. How could like even something consuming, consuming beautiful music, beautiful art, good cinema, what is that process of kind of receiving that so as to be led into some kind of action? Well, it might, it might vary per person. It also might vary on the experience or the different media that you're using. Um, you know, if you're, if you're watching a dramatic film or if you're reading a novel, uh, how do these characters express virtue that you see in yourself or perhaps vices that you see in yourself and then how does that spring you into maybe wanting to overcome those vices or deepen the experience of virtue? Um, you know, for anyone listening to really trashy music, um, does you just might want to do a little reflection, uh, maybe do a, for lack of a better term, a little lexio, like a sacred reading of the mm. lyrics and say, does this make me a person of communion? Uh, do these lyrics actually deepen and authenticate my experience of relationship? Uh, am I a more loving person? Do I see the opposite sex with dignity and virtue? Um, you know, that reflection, you know, could probably prompt action in a number of different ways, kind of depending on what you're listening to and what, it, what response it stirs up in you. Yeah. I think that's, that's helpful to hear because that's what my experience has been. I, I went to a, a Lumineers concert recently, which is kind of crazy and fun. Um, they're pretty mm-hmm. low key band and didn't expect the kind of stage performance that they had um but it was a lot of fun but what was cool was like there were so many young people there so many members of kind of my generation and then like young gen z who could because the new album just came out 
But what was cool was I was able to like kind of process that, what I experienced afterwards with friends, because I'm used to having those conversations, kind of thinking a little bit more deeply. But I could see that it's just, it's funny to watch. It's like you just have this like really incredible experience of a big like, you know, communal experience of a big giant concert. And then it's just kind of like, okay, time to go. Go to the next fun thing, you know? Yeah. Just kind of go until we can think of something fun to do again. But you had to live a life that's actually reflective of what we're consuming, but then where it's leading us. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, having lived in Europe for a number of years, how the Europeans comment on Americans just blow Europe out of the water when it comes to the manufacturing of entertainment. You know, the amount of concerts, the amount of films being produced, just the amount of pop music that comes out of Hollywood and New York constantly. I mean, other countries and cultures just can't even hold a candle to that, just the sheer volume. And yet, if it's if it's just not making a lasting impact, and everyone's just like, okay, I had my thrill, on to the next thrill. Mm. Uh, what does that say about our culture, and what does that say about Western civilization in its capacity to build things that last mm-hmm. and are stable, and will continue to speak a deeper truth to generations to come? Uh, if it's if it's not even speaking anything to the people who just witnessed it or experienced it there in the moment. Surely it's not going to speak anything, you know, decades, if not centuries down the road. So on that happy note, Mm. (laughs) on that happy note, uh, you know, just by, as you strive for uh, understanding kind of what media you're consuming, uh, what different art forms, you know, that might be, whether that's cinema, literature, poetry, music, uh, She-Hulk, I mean, whatever you might be watching, who knows? Could be. Does it inspire the soul? does it lead you to a deeper understanding of the human person, the human condition? And does it lead towards Christian action and development of Christian virtue? Um, there's nothing wrong with just good old folk music. You know, there's, there's nothing wrong with something that speaks about the, the realities of love or the realities of friendship. And, and we all need those moments, those lighthearted moments. Um, but it should say something true about the human condition and never degrade or just uh, impact the affections and the emotions and then just simply stop there. Yeah, because uh, lastly, I mean, this isn't going to take it on a big trend because we're almost done getting done with your uh, treadmill workout there. Everybody who's listening. Because um, if Christ reveals man to himself, the more we dig into understanding the human condition, the more we're actually experiencing Christ revealing himself to us through the human condition. That's that's how Absolutely. it's oriented toward Christ. It's not just like oriented, yeah. So that's good. Absolutely. Certainly. Certainly. Well, Father, it's great to be with you again, uh, even though we're at a distance, but it's great to see you uh, online. Um, let's keep praying for one another and praying for our listeners. And uh, we'll tune in next time and we'll talk to you soon. God bless everybody. God bless everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Send your questions and comments to outcastcatholic at gmail.com. Catch you next time, and God bless.